Whiskey Bulldogs acknowledges that we reside on the lands of the people of the Kulin Nation. We acknowledge sovereignty was never ceded. We need a treaty. If you'd like to learn more, go to reconciliation.org.au. Gone direction! Whiteman! What about that climb? Tiny little man just sat on Max's head. To Barney Smith score. Towards goal. Barney Smith as he got the dogs in off Bradley Welcome to episode 18 of the Whiskey Bulldogs podcast, the only podcast for Bevy and Bevo enthusiasts. I'm your host, Tim Althred. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to share the links to Whiskey Bulldogs. It's been a hot minute since the last episode. It's been quite the month of work and extra work I've had to do, so finally got some time to think about the footy and drams again. We haven't spoken since the incredible final series that was, with it pretty much going as expected, uh, with Carlton and GWS having incredible ends to their season which saw them playing in preliminary finals. With Port, who had a great start to the season, fell away at the end. The grand final was incredible and I was very happy for Collingwood. Like many, I would have loved to see Carlton and Collingwood play in the grand final, but it wasn't to be. Collingwood were the deserving premiers this year. Of course, I was a bit sad about the Brownlow and how that turned out. Perhaps one or two extra wins for the Bond in a mixed bag season for the team might have just snagged it for him. Of course, he's still got the Bulldogs Best and Fairest Award for the fifth time this year in the Charlie Sutton medal, followed by deserves second place to Libba and in third place, Ed Richards. This episode will look at the AFLW and the end of season trade period. Hope you enjoy. The Bulldogs W team are 0-7 and seven this season after suffering with an injured list in the preseason period, with the injury woes just piling on. There was excitement at the kennel uh, at the start of the season, with Dogs likely having enough to make finals, but uh, the Bulldogs W side has been in for a rude shock. Even the mid and lower tier expansion teams are outperforming the previous Premiership side in just about all areas of the game. As many were fearing, it was Ellie Blackburn or bust, and unfortunately, we've seen the team bust. After conceding losses to the Big Guns Cats in Round 1, Demons Round 3, and and just this week past uh, Round 7 against the Crows, Dogs had lead against the Hawks in round two, Suns in round four, Saints in round five. But Dogs succumbed in what would have been thought to be 
gettable games. Surprises this year have been Suns doing extremely well. Uh, some of the best players in the league at the moment are in the Suns team, especially Rowbottom. Uh, coming up for the Dogs uh, at home against 12th on the ladder, the Swans. Um, and they're going to be playing away against the Eagles, who are 17th on the ladder, who just managed one win, and that was against Port this season. And in the final round, we'll play the Big Guns Kangaroos uh, in round 10 at home. As predicted, Alice Edmonds was to have a breakout performance year, and she has delivered. The other key performers have been Kirsty Lamb, Pritchard, Newton, Georgia Stathis, and Fitzgerald. Also, Aurora Smith has been performing well, coming back into the side after ACL injury. The key issue, really, through each of the games that I've noticed has been connection inside 50, with dogs often finding no one deep inside 50 and kicking to space from half forward, hoping the ball would just again find another player, but instead, Opponents just finding it easier to spoil, rush it through, intercept. Sometimes a good ball would come through and dogs were in, within a chance, but a lot of the d key defenders were just able to out-contest the dogs' forwards. Despite the injuries and losses, the Bulldogs team still coming out with a positive attitude each quarter, week in, week out, which is a big credit to them and the coaches. Hopefully they can walk away with at least one win this season, perhaps against West Coast or all the Swans. I don't think they'll be in, in with a good chance against the Kangaroos at the moment. It's been really great and entertaining to watch the AFLW side perform um, despite the losses. Uh, we can really see that the whole league has elevated up a notch and perhaps they've been left behind just a bit due to listing and and uh, injuries. So hopefully next season, dogs can uh, recover and find their feet once more. So looking back over the men's season this year, one of the main issues was the defence never seemed confident or consistent despite injection initially of Liam Jones and Oscar Baker and consistent performance from Ed Richards uh, when he was available and also improvement of the newly uh, inducted Bulldog James O'Donnell. So. Hopefully some good work on defen defensive strategy, whatever that might be, will work in 2024. These names can form a good base. I think we'll need an injection of some heavy and tall defenders at some stage so they can outmuscle big forward opponents in the contest. Hopefully with the trade period and the draft and the new coach lineup, some combination of things will then allow the Bulldogs to start getting a good defensive lineup together. Assistant coach Rowan Smith departed the club after 
being in various coaching roles since since 2012, and he has had a long stint as a defensive coach. Stoppage coach Mark Webb, uh, high performance coach Matt Innes, and development coach Steph Martin have also since left the side. Bulldogs have been pursuing some coaches, but have not been able to snag some of their first choices in Melbourne's Andrew McWalter and Collingwood's Justin Lepich. It's hard to say whether it's because the man at the top is not the one they would like to work for, given that maybe there's been quite a few departures, or that there's just not many interested parties wanting to sign on. The latest is that the Bulldogs are pursuing Matt Egan from the Cats, who have been their development coach. Before that, Egan was development coach at the Demons 2016 to 2020 and served as the interim coach for the last three rounds of the 2015 campaign at the Bombers after James Hurd resigned from the doping controversy. And Bulldogs look to be signing defensive coach Daniel Pratt as assistant coach for next season. And I've read that he was integral to the highly organized combination defense strategy that would guard dangerous areas of the ground, but also be man on man at the same time, which is dubbed by Gerald Healy as the Weagles web. And that is said to have got the West Coast Eagles their flag in 2018. The very valuable and high performing Jordan Sweet was requesting trade to port. So some good might come out of that. Now that we have Tim English, who is an All-Australian Ruckman, and Lobb, who can play second fiddled, Sweet was not really needed in the AFL side, but was incredible in the VFL side. We've also seen that Aaron Norton has signed a whopping eight-year contract extension, and Buka Kamas will be staying on for the year, next year. And we've seen James Harms from the Demons, who's played 150-odd games and has had a premiership medal to his name, who can hopefully assist in the midfield uh, going forward and back, and it'll be interesting to see how he fits in. In a deal with the Suns, uh, Bulldogs receive a first-round pick, uh, currently number four, two third-round picks, currently 46 and 51, and a future third-round pick. In exchange, Gold Coast Suns receive two first-round picks, that's 10 and 17, and a future first-round pick. We've seen some banged-up Bulldogs, Toby McLean, depart the side uh, for this year, as as well as Josh Bruce, uh, who also suffered ACLs with difficult recoveries. Coming up in the draft, we might get Jordan Croft, who is a 2-metre, 80-kilogram utility, Listed as a forward in a father-son pick uh, of former Bulldogs tall Matthew Croft, who was an excellent key defender who played for the Bulldogs 1991 to 2004 in 186 games. So it might not be father-like son in this instance, but uh, Jordan Croft has formally nominated to the club to be a father-son selection. So a little bit more to watch for the preseason space, but um, it's looking like once the coaches are finalised, um, then there probably won't be much more player movement. A lot of speculation as always. No point in dwelling on those until we know a bit more. 
we'll see how the changes in the player movements really affect things in the first part of the season in 2024. So looking forward to seeing an improvement in overall performance for the dogs and an entertaining season to come. have uh, two drams this week, both ex-cognac casks and both from the Whiskey Club from the same month of delivery in September this year. The first one we'll taste is the Starwood Cognac single cask, which has spent 18 months in the delicious limousine oak cognac casks and bottled at cask strength uh, for my bottle from cask 16823 was at 56.3%. This release follows on from last year's Starwood Cognac Cask release from the Whiskey Club, which won double gold at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. The second dram is the Talisker Wilder Seas, which in a distillery first has used cognac casks to produce a whiskey that has the classic Talisker peated and maritime characteristics with the sweet and fruity cognac cask overlay. So on to a tasting of the Starwood firstly. The color is, is beautiful amber reddish color, so like a chestnut according to the scale. And on the nose, very biscuity, lots of red apple. Amazing amount of apple there. Bit of toffee. And on the palate, it's a very silky mouthfeel, again with that apple, bit of raisins, some orange. And in the finish, it's very light, lots of honey, lots of light spices. Excellent dram. And we'll switch over to the Talisker now. I went straight into it without talking about the color, which is a bit more of a deeper gold. Um, so not as reddish as the Starwood. And the nose is just that classic peated smoke, very seaweedy, iodiney, a little bit of rubber in there but you're getting again some red apple a bit of kind of like grassy white wine and on the palate it's much lighter feel but you're getting kind of a burnt orange flavor bit of honey bit of raisins a lovely salt finish iodiney salt and a, quite a bit of pepper so a much stronger, richer dram than the Starwood, which is a lot more fruitier and bright tasting. The Talisker is much more of your classic uh, Scottish Isles whiskey. So yeah, very much a interesting marriage of the whiskies and cognac casks in this tasting. 
it was interesting to have these drums one after the other in this way and the starwood has that bass sweet fruity spirit which has then been elevated by the cognac casks further in that same direction but the cognac cask for the talisker has added fruitiness to an already peated and salty dram so that's what you can get with cask finishes sometimes you add things sometimes you take things away um so yeah it's interesting to see how the same kind of cast does different things for those different spirits if you'd like to sign up to the whiskey club to get delicious drams like these uh, you can with a referral code 32887 uh, after clicking i was referred and you can uh, receive a free sample of whiskey with your first delivery have a look at their site, um, see their terms of their subscription to see if it suits your needs. And I hope you have a great time with Drams uh, this next little while. That's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Tim Alfred and you've been a great audience. To follow socials, Instagram and Twitter, search Whiskey Bulldogs. Send me a message that way or email me or feel free to join and post in the Whiskey Bulldogs Facebook group. I've loved your posts of whiskey, doggies and footy related adventures so far and also love reading your thoughts on Whiskey Bulldogs. Hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast today. You can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your fantastic podcasts. Search Whiskey Bulldogs. On the Spotify platform, you can even send me a voice message or a question, and you might even get on the pod. I hope to make this pod more about you and what you want to hear. It means a lot and thank you so much for your support and being a friend of the podcast. Go on, pour yourself a wee dram and enjoy the footy. Until next time, cheers, slange, sante, go dogs. Yeah.